Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, the podcast where myself and a few of my friends get together and discuss nerdy things. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to Seriously Pointless Conversations' YouTube channel, or you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for coming by. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time and your nuclear wasteland with significantly less BDSM gear, James. Yeah, it's kind of a more family-friendly Mad Max. Yeah, def- oh, I think about anything is more family-friendly than Mad Max Though at this point. really calling this game family-friendly is a bit of a stretch. This, that, is, that is a scratch, stretch, <laughs> but you know, the thing we need to know about this game is that, James, is war. War never changes. <laughs> Thank you, Ron Perlman, by the way, for that intro. So yes. that is some gorgeous stuff. So if you guys haven't figured it out yet by our obscure references, we are not talking about Mad Max, which obviously, if you guys have seen Mad Max, has got a lot of leather and bondage gear in it. Um, it does, but it has a similar post-apocalyptic desert-type setting. So Guzzoline! <laughs> so if you've never played this game, think those type of vibes. 100%. So, and... and Instead of talking about the Mad Max kind of like nuclear post-apocalyptic wasteland, we're going to go to a more, I would, we wouldn't say happier post-apocalyptic wasteland. Well, <laughs> you know, I could say what I'm thinking, but I'm worried about the fallout. Thank you, James. Thank you for that. Wait, golf clap, golf clap. And that's number one for the show, guys. I hope you're enjoying it already. It's going to be probably a pun laden uh day for james at the very okay, minimum i'll take all the puns and i'll lock them in i'm done with you. <laughs> so done with you already you know james i'm just becoming irradiated by your your by your awful puns at this point i'm just i can't help it anymore well i'm sorry you know what one of the uh main symptoms of radiation poisoning is right what james dry mouth if only we had a water chip so we are talking about (laughs) fallout one today guys um the titular i guess you would call american rpg that kind of cemented uh american rpgs in the gaming world i guess uh that's that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about if you guys have definitely one of the bastions of the computer rpg genre along with stuff like Baldur's gate which takes a more fantasy turn yes this is more the sci-fi yeah, and it, and it is definitely like you said it's is definitely like you said a bastion and within the RPG scope and it and it pushed a lot of boundaries in its day. But before we delve deep, before we exit our vault and go into the wasteland, James, as it were, <laughs> um, let's 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 hide in our vault for a little bit. Tell me what you've been doing in your vault recently. Um, I've been sitting in my basement playing Hogwarts Legacy. Proud because, of you, boy. Because I'm proud of you. I'm basically like that. <laughs> What real question is? What, you wanna you wanna out your house? What what house were you? What did you sort of? I went to Hufflepuff mm. because they get to go to Azkaban for a side quest, and I wanted to see that. You're 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 quite loyal, James. I am. I'm very loyal. So I haven't. I didn't know that. Do tell me. So do and do the, the her, different and the herbology teacher. No. Wow, <laughs> you're going full simp. <laughs> Full simp on the herbology teacher. Okay, got it. Wow. I, to be fair, though, I have seen some of the memes and stuff. 
there's a lot of simps out there for her. It's, it's becoming a thing. It's a little weird. I'm like not gonna if, lie. If you look up Hogwarts legacy memes, that's like 90% of it. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little creepy. I'm like, I'm like, she's not real. I really hope the lady that does her voice is like in her 60s. And oh, probably. That's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> and she's like, I love the intent attention. That's all I gotta say. So good for her. That's all I gotta say. But uh, but that the so let me ask you this before we get into those stuff is depending on what uh, house you go into usually uh, with all intents and purposes you can pick which house you go into do each of the houses get a special side quest the the that is the only difference between the houses is the common room you get access to yeah. and the side quest okay everything else is the same the the main characters the main quest the only difference is one side quest okay cool like so you do actually fairly early on in the game like before you get the rumor. Nice. Okay. See, I haven't even gotten that point. Yeah, so it's it's the it's the quest you do after the potion class and the herbology class, but before you get to the oh, wow. class. So it, it's early on. Okay. See, so, so you're about how you're That's about, about where I'm at. I'm just about to start that. I says you're about six or seven hours into it, and I'm only I only I to be fair though, like everyone else in the world, um, that has just def- blown this this game up, um. We've got jumped on the bandwagon. I started playing. I'm only about, I'm only about two and a half hours in, and I I decided to go with Gryffindor because yeah. that's who I am. So for so. me, it was either going to be Hufflepuff or Slytherin because Slytherin's yeah. common room, like with the lake window, looks pretty damn cool. It is pretty cool, and and I did see a thing online. Apparently, if you're if you're careful and you pay attention long enough, and you kind of like run into it. The basilisk from the Chamber of Secrets will straight up just like slide through one of the corridors. Really? Yeah. I'd so, find that. That'd be awesome. I kind of want to make a character for each of the of the houses just to do just do, to see that kind of stuff. Do that yeah. kind of stuff and kind of because you can't get into their you, they, they, you're locked out essentially. Yeah, I, I'm not aware of how to get into them. I've, I've snooped around the dungeons and I couldn't find the entrance. They but. won't. They won't let you in. I guess so. That would be really cool. So I I would highly recommend this game to anybody just for the few hours that i've played it it is amazing it's gorgeous it's immense yes and i i just like did my first side quest outside of hogsmeade and hogwarts and you're suddenly like oh there's a gigantic world out there i know i got and like the the castle's not not even it's a it's a huge castle but it's a tiny bit of the world so i'm i'm excited to explore everything it's humongous you're 100 percent correct like this is one of those they put a lot of time and People effort. People have in compared this to Skyrim, and I think that is a favorable comparison. Very much so. That is not just hyperbole. And, and the sad thing is, though, I've sworn over Green is they haven't said they're going to put out DLC. If they don't, they're stupid at this point. They're going to have to. They definitely will. I mean, they've already got the framework in the game for paid packs to add on yes. to things. Like they had a launch Dog Arts pack and a launch, you know, special edition pack. Yeah. The game is set up for it. It's, so the dark arts pack, it's a, it just gives you like new different items. It doesn't give you any special things, does it? Um, I'm not sure. It, I did buy it because I'm like that. But <laughs> You're like I want to kill people. I, I think if you want to use the dark arts, you have to have the pack. Except for I think there's a dark arts dueling arena where you can play with it. But I think if you want to like have them on your character in the game, you have to have oh. the pack. That's that's how they're gonna do. It. I see. I will probably just wait until if they are gonna put out more DLC, and I'll just buy the the. the... There'll be a bundle or a season pass. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm perfectly. Okay I mean, with the it. game is gorgeous, and it's it's begging for ridiculous cosmetics. And <laughs> you just want to be able to avada kedavra anybody. 
I would be pretty satisfied. But <laughs> I don't know the game's immersive enough that I don't want to find, want to break the role play or not. We'll see. <laughs> so far, I've been the nice Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's right, you have. But yeah, so far, <laughs> I, I, I'm really enjoying it. So, have you done anything else? Because I know you're you're kind of in the midst of a. Uh, Transitioning to some nights. So yeah, I'm going to be doing on nights next week. And so that's the reason I bought this game. It's like, I need something I can obsess over for three or four days. And three or four days. This is going to be like months probably. I know, but something I can pour some midnight oil into this oh, week. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Um, Have you and Kelly been watching anything, I guess? or nothing? Oh, we've been going through the new season of anime. There's nothing... Nothing really stands nothing, out. I mean, there's Revengers is kind of cool. There's a new season of the I'm gonna I don't want to get hurt, so I'm gonna max out my defense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new season of My Hero Academia really pops. Yes, it does. Pretty damn good. Uh, it is continuing to carry in a way that few shonens can consistently be great. I really hope it pushes as far as it as it does because. I've been trying to keep up with it. And whenever I do sit there and watch it, my kid actually is like, what you watching, dad? Like he actually really enjoys it. So I'm kind of like a little part of me is like, whenever you get a little older, we're going to, this will give me the opportunity to go back and rewatch all of it with him. I'm pretty sure might might was one of his first hundred words. Yes. I mean, it wasn't the first 10 probably, but he definitely was saying that on our couch, but he wasn't saying a whole lot else. I'm proud of him. (laughs) That's all I know. He's my boy. Because that was something I think Kelly and I started a lot, actually. That's dead. It was over for, we were babysitting him, and we're like, huh, we need something to entertain a child that is kid-friendly. <laughs> so for, to be fair, the first like but not, season. But not boring for me to watch. And yeah, season one of My Hero Academia is pretty kid-friendly. Yeah, after that, it gets a little, there's it's hit and miss sometimes. It's getting darker as it goes. Which is okay. I can understand that. It kind of has to because they're growing as, 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 the characters are growing up a little bit more, so. No. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you guys are watching that, and that's it's something I've always really enjoyed. But um, how about you? Uh, so I too, obviously, if you've heard, as you've heard, uh, I have been playing uh, a little bit of Hogwarts Legacy, loving mm-hmm. it. Uh, won't go much into that because we've already kind of squished all over that a little bit. Um, in my in between like downtime in my breaks, uh, like during my lunch hour at work, I've been trying to play a little bit more Binding of Isaac. Have been trying to get some of the the other items. Uh that I just haven't gotten around with the new characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a few words. Fuck the lost <laughs> is all I have to say. Yeah, I have a, I... I have a 50 streak death, like death streak going because I, I hate this character. James, I have not completed a single game as the lost. And that's because I, I have to try very much. It's <sighs> I, I keep telling myself that I'm going to, do the arcade mode yeah. and get like the 999 coins in the arcade mode. Cause then the loss starts with the shrouds. So yes. You get a free room. Yeah. And like, I haven't done that yet. So I'm like, until I do that, I'm not going to waste my time on the lost props to the people who got the Godhead without that item available. I don't know how they did that. Probably by resetting a lot until they started with each run. But Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way we can do it, but, but yeah, I've been, so the one handed room is brutal for some of those in game bosses. A hundred percent. Like I was thinking to myself, like, and I was having problems with some of the, uh, some of the earlier ones whenever we first trying to figure out how to like really, because I mean, obviously he has the, he has the flight, he has the spectral tears, um, and he's a little faster, but like you said, it's the no hit that is so hot. Like you can't be hit at all. And it's so hard to do, especially if there's any flying enemies in the room. 
Well, because the later parts of the game can be a bullet hell, and so hundred percent. That's where I kind of start. You reach the point where you're a half hour into a very stressful run. Yes, and then your nerves are shot, and now you're just now trying to beat Mega Satan or something. I mean, it's just—it's not happening. You're just like I—I don't go away. No hitting the hush under that kind of pressure. No, there's no dude. I mean, I've beat Hush with like yo two or three hearts or something. Yeah, yeah. Once you learn the fight, he's not impossible, but. He's no hitting hard. him when you're, when you're worried about it. I mean, no. <laughs> That's a level of anxiety that I'm just not pre- as pre- quite prepared yet to do so. Unless you're just turbo broken, but still, a lot of those in-game bosses have super armor, so it's almost yeah. you can't really one-shot them. No, no, you really can't. So, but I'm gonna. I've started playing with him a little bit, and if I'm gonna. You sp- managed to pick up Godhead, then props to you. But <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll be able to get that far with it, but I, I'll, I'll work on it a little bit. So. But yeah, I'm gonna do that and play some other of those little characters. But um, in the uh, watching arena, um, Jackie and I have actually we were watching the uh, OVA for um, Ancient Ma- Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah, um, so I haven't watched the OVA yet. I saw they dropped some English translations finally. Yeah, and it's 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 based on the uh, not the Headless Hunt, the because that's from Harry Potter. Um, the Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt. It's okay. got a little bit. It's it's. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's very good. Okay. I enjoy it. It's got the same kind of feel. It it feels like those one of those arcs that kind of like is just covering the middle between two yeah. two of the major arcs. That's all it really is because it comes down to its three episodes. I think it's what it ends up being. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed it. It definitely didn't have the same like weightiness as some of the other episodes did obviously yeah. but it was it was good to kind of dip my foot back into that before the new stuff comes out yeah. and starts pushing out so it was really good i, I enjoyed sit it. down and watch it maybe we'll do that like sunday monday tuesday something yes yeah, i think you guys are i think i think you guys would enjoy it so mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that that's pretty much what i've been watching um if you guys want to let us know what you guys have been up to if you guys are liking hogwarts legacy let us know if you guys have been hating hogwarts legacy let us know um which I gotta say, screw the performance stuff for that game. I <laughs> I struggle with that a little bit. I've got a thirty eighty Ti. I've got a nice processor. I've got lots of memory, and this game makes my computer groan a little bit. It's well, so they I definitely. Mean, it's, it's because I'm assisting on playing on on Mac settings, but that ray tracing is four K ray tracing is brutal on the computer. Oh yeah, I believe it. I know, and you're going to shed a tear for me, but I had to turn off the the shadow ray tracing to make the game run smoothly. Single tear was that much? I still cheap. have the reflections and the water. Of Hashtag first world problem. <laughs> so, you just got It's not bad enough to make me go out and buy a forty ninety. I'm not. No, I'm not going to pay that price. You just got to get more RAM, James. You got to get thirty two gigs of RAM. I, I might do that because that wouldn't actually. Yeah, depending on what kind of RAM you get, you could probably get it working. It depends, especially if you get the uh, RAM's gotten cheaper again. Yeah, well, everything's gotten cheaper right now because of supply chains and stuff like that. But yeah, you could probably do it if you're able to beef it up a little bit. But yeah, I think if I got a little more RAM to free up some of the VRAM on the yeah. on the video card, I think it would run it would run a bit better. I think Look, that's a problem. Is the I'm glad I have the TI card because the regular 3080 did not have a lot. Of ooh, RAM no, on, not enough. So, but, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll see, give you guys an update in a couple, about next, next month, to let you guys know what we're up to with that. Cause I'm sure I'll be still probably playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine you won't still be playing cause it's a humongous game. So, but yeah, I, I, this feels like a breath of the wild, like, you know, 60, 70 hour game. Oh, easily to get everything. Oh, hundred percent. So but depending on how much wandering around you do, I'm sure. Oh, I'm going right. to do so much wondering. <laughs> it's not even funny. 
So, James, we have covered, we have sat in our vault long enough, I feel like. I think okay. we should finally... It's time should, to exit the vault. Exit the vault. Are we being sent on a mission for some reason? Yes. So... What are we going to do? So, I guess I guess the best thing to, to do would be to talk about... Because um, this is one you played the heck out of. I, 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 I did. I did not do a lot of Fallout when I was younger. So... Fallout, obviously, everyone knows it from uh, Fallout 3, which was the big titular uh, 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 turn away from... The uh, first two were popular. Very popular. they're like a turn-based grid RPG. But the reason reason I'm I'm bringing up Fallout 3 is because that is where it really hit mainstream gaming. Mm -hmm. And people really learned about this series significantly more. That's Because that's after Bethesda bought them out. Yeah. And about the, the game, the company that made it uh, and, and kind of, rev, you know, revolutionized, basically took everything that made it awesome and just like dialed it up to 11, essentially. So so what studio made Fallout? So kind of doing a little background on it before. Uh, Fallout is a uh, post-nuclear role-playing game uh, from 1997, a video game developer, uh, Interplay Productions. Uh, and it's set in the mid-22nd century, uh, decades after a global nuclear war, which is Everyone knows this from the Fallout thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you are the uh, called the quote unquote vault dweller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you infa- you inhabit an underground nuclear shelter vault thirteen, which is pretty standard. Potential revolt for the series. Yeah, everyone everyone thinks about uh, Vault thirteen. Um, and so the whole thing behind this is after you've kind of like customized your character and set up your stats like you do in all the Fallout games, you're sent. Out into the wide world, you're basically sent as the sacrificial lamb because you guys, your water water system is failing and you need the quote-unquote water chip to keep surviving. It's apparently too complicated to manufacture, so you have to go find one. So the overseer is like, be gone. You're the first person to leave the vault of generations. And they're like, you're our only hope. Go save us. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, And the vault opens up into a cave full of rats. <laughs> that is right. And so many people have died. Uh, because this is a 90s RPG, and of course, you have to start with rats. That's <laughs> uh, 100%. That's the way it is. So, Which uh, I'm pretty sure was probably a joke on the developer's part. <laughs> oh, 100%. Well, it's because every game, every RPG, like Boulder's Gate, which was a few years before this, a couple years before it's not too many, um, had the same kind of like I wonder, idea behind it, I wonder it, if right? this was them making fun of Boulder's Gate, to be honest. <laughs> probably. I'll be honest with you. It, it probably was. Um, just because Boulder's Gate... If you go back and play it, it definitely has its 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 rough patches, and it, like you said, that first, like most RPGs at the time, and like Baldur's Gate, there really isn't a tutorial. No, this is <laughs> this is back when games came with beefy manuals when you bought them, and they expected you to read and understand the manual. You want to know how big this? If one you ever was, played just... like Diablo two or Diablo one back in the day, yes, the manual is required reading for this game. You have to nowadays. You could just pull up a ten minute YouTube video, but like I said. At least 10 minutes. Just you mean I had to learn the material to actually do stuff, James? I had to memorize things? For example, if you want to use a skill, you have to pull up your skill list, which, to my modern eyes, just looks like a list of your character stats. <laughs> click the skill and then click on what you want to do. Yes. It does not like give you a contextual prompt. No, you have to figure that shit on your own. Uh, yes, exactly right. And it is not clear from the art which objects are meant to be interacted with and which are just background. You're and it's all, and you're on, supposed to figure that out. And on top of all that, you have 
uh, interlay problems on the grid system that you're you're interacting with, and you might be trying to click on one specific item, and it won't let you click it because something like is just like like the this, the spatial thing is just partially partially like say you want to unlock you want to lock pick a door, but the way it sits. It's touching another item that's like just slightly on the background of the door, mm-hmm. and it won't let you click on anything but that object. And it's yes. like you're clicking the table instead, and it'll be like, "Why are you trying to lock pick the table? You can't lock pick unlock pick the table." You're like, yeah. "Well, how do I get in this door?" It's because the perspective is slightly it's, isometric, yeah. but the game grid is two dimensional. Yes, and yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. The urge to pull up a GameFAQs article rose incredibly <laughs> quickly. <laughs> It just made me feel that inside myself. I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about that webpage for years. But I, dude, I every once in a while I'll I'll get on it and just for for funsies because I enjoy going on those kind of reading deep dive things. And and that's just, but that's the thing though, right? It's it's like that is how we learned to play games back in the days. It's either by playing it with each other or just the sheer amount of, or just throwing a sheer amount of hours into something. Yeah, this is the type of game where failure is part of the fun. Yes, very much so. you're meant to throw your head at the wall until you figure it out. The game even gives you like an arbitrary time limit, like 150 days. Yes. Or else the vault is going to just die of thirst. And it (laughs) tracks the days. Yes. Like the... Every like step you take in the game, every turn you take is like ten minutes or something, and it, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Like they, they definitely like put the put the the thumb screws to you almost immediately. Which the clock is generous, but you still feel the pressure. Like it's oh yeah, I mean, and there's definitely a couple times like my first couple playthroughs, I did not complete the main quest line because I just would get sidetracked and just would be like back and forth, back and forth, and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like. Oh crap! I'm out of time. I have like two days, and I'm not gonna be able. I don't have that's enough time to go from where I'm at back to the vault. I'm like, and I'm gonna die. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're all gonna die. Yeah. Or, but it it is a really kind of fun kind of game to get into, and it's and it's very nice and nostalgic wise. If you guys have never played these games, but especially for us though, I this, will say where I think a modern person would really enjoy this is the writing for the game. Is great. Yes, 100. percent So especially the way the storyline plays out and the ending, I think people would still really really enjoy that the writing carries well no very much so and a little bit more background on this game though before we really really dig into mm-hmm. the story and the different factions and the gameplay and all that stuff that you're going through here so um so tim game tim kane who is actually the original creator for fallout and really mm-hmm. pushed this um he began working on this in about 94 did he move on to obsidian whenever they made obsidian i do not remember i'd have to look that up a little bit i I think he was briefly there. So, small spoiler: the guys who came up with Fallout, they did the first two games under this first company. So they actually made three or four games. They have they have Fallout One, Two, and then Tactics, and then two games that were tactics. <laughs> yes, we don't we don't talk those other ones. Tactics and yeah, <laughs> Tactics and something else. I think there's another one which are just gone. Yeah, yeah, and then and waste. That's right, wasteland. And then that's whenever Obsidian came in, and, and, then, and yeah, they reformed a new company called Obsidian, which was owned by Bethesda, which and got owned by which Bethesda bought. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tim came uh, started making this, and he he started a game engine, which like most uh, RPGs, they make these game engines uh, based on RPG systems. Which this turn, he actually uh, started working off of a well-known uh, game creator, uh, Steve Jackson Games tabletop role. Role playing game, uh, GURPS. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that is uh, very normal for a lot of RPGs. Yeah. They take think of tabletop. GURPS is like the role. 
it's uh I don't know. I I don't know which how how you would really define GURPS. It's a, it's, it's a pre D twenty system. Very much so. Um, and so it's it's not well thought out. I'm trying to remember even like it's arcane in the way that like first edition D and D is arcane where. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I really haven't I didn't look a lot at, into it. Um, but uh, let's see, GURPS light. I don't know. It's never a good sign when there's a a light edition to a game. Fourth edition. Oh my goodness. I'm sure it's not even that. Yeah. But anyway, it was. Based oh on yeah, games. this is definitely like. Oh, so it could basically cover just about anything. So it's it, it it's. Yeah, okay, this makes sense. So I mean, this reminds me of the the D twenty modular systems that came out in the nineties where it was like roughly based on like the third edition D and D era like D twenty system, but just modular plug in type stuff. Oh yeah, this was like heavy. This would be you would you and I would probably if we dug into this, we could probably we would we'd probably, probably we'd probably enjoy that. I do not think Tara and Shayna They would kill themselves. Yes. Or Kelly. <laughs> but Kelly <laughs> might she would probably... Uh, Kelly would be like, here, make me a broken character. I'm going to go write a 50-page backstory. Yes. <laughs> and she would be like, I can handle this for about seven or eight sessions, and now I'm done with this because this <laughs> you guys are getting way into the minutia of things. So Anyway, it's based on GURPS. So, and yeah. Th- and this is, a, like we said before, this is like an old-school computer RPG where the entire rule yeah. set is running in the background. Yes. So And so that's another thing that really kind of... Um, you have to get grips on with is that you have to understand that the combat is something you don't really understand, especially in this game is it's something that's going on in the background that you don't really see happen. You just kind of see, you think it's random a lot of times, right? Yeah. Well, it's like it has you pick stats on the very first screen. Yes. And what you don't realize when you start is that those stats are your entire character. Yes. I mean, there's some skills too, but it's you mostly it's mostly the stats. Do you even? I forgot even. I, forgot, I forgot, Do you even? You don't get to level up your stats as you as you do. But you I look, don't think you level up. But there is some stat boosting equipment like the power armor. Yes, and, stuff. and I not know, every stat can be boosted the same. I amount. know you can increase your skills. The skills you can. I think you learn new skills. Yeah. Yes, but you cannot increase your stats. Not like you do in the new ones. So you have traits. I've I've heard it's most like New Vegas. Yes. Of the modern games is the one most like this original one. But because it's a turn-based RPG, yes. the stats matter way more than in the new live-action ones. Very much where so. Where you can use tactics to kind of bring it out. In a turn-based game, it's like a zero-sum game. There's only yes. so far tactics will take you if you don't have the raw numbers. Yeah. And they do have things like partial cover and full cover and things like that. And, and it does more gear and stuff, it, it changes. But It does change it quite a bit. So, And, and that's, that's why that system really kind of... If you know that system and you kind of had played... Uh, RPGs ahead of time, it makes a little more sense. Like this is why I was like playing this. I could kind of understand a little bit. So yeah, I, I can understand. I could I could honestly tell you like if Jackie started to play this, she would be like she would last like five minutes and be like, nope, I'm done. This is yeah. dumb. I can't deal with this. This is a game for someone who has already played pen and paper RPGs. Very much and so. Not fifth, not fifth edition D and D like three year older like yes. a, a real pen and paper RPG. Very very much so. So. But anyway, so as he developed this, he he added this new, you know, um, uh, Tim Kaine added a couple of things to kind of make it unique. Obviously, the setting and uh, and some of the things that made the 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 character creation, quote unquote, special, James. Yes. Um, which using this 
what he would call a special system. It's said about, hey, these are the things that um, he used a system called special, which would essentially were your character traits, right? Your attributes, you know, they had, what was it? Strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, uh, agility, and luck. Yes, those are the Those are the big ones. One in 10 in each one. Yes, one in in, in 10. So, yeah. Um, And in... As you kind of build out your character, he he would let you kind of like build out the character a little bit more. Um, you could make it. I think the only two options they had did they was it only male in this one, or could you make it a female? I could remember. I think it's male. Only I male. male. I think you're only male. I don't yeah. think there's a gender choice. I don't even think they had a gender. Not that art is a. <laughs> no, you can really tell the difference, honestly, in this one. You only ever see your character as a sprite, so I wouldn't make that much. Yeah. Difference. So yeah, but. But obviously, but so, there's like 10 or 20 traits you can pick from. Yep. There's like a, a dozen or 20 skills. That kind of like sets you up to uh, go out and really have an interaction with all the different um, characters out there. So uh, whatever. So after you've kind of like set up your story, like you said, you get sent out into the wasteland. And the the main story of this, like we said, is you're you're out there trying to. Uh, find this water chip to save your 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 uh, vault, right? Mm-hmm. Well, all along the way, you you know you guys have been sealed off in this vault for what last you know hundred or so years, probably. It's implied to be like centuries or something. It's like, yeah, you know, a long time you've been in this a while. Vault. So you guys look you look perfectly normal, and when you get out there, you find out there are a lot of jacked up looking things out there that are obviously not. Yes. <laughs> So, I think the first thing you encounter are rats of unusual size. Ah, uh, yes. The ROTSs. The Rouses, yes. The ROTSs, yes. Which can take up to two bullets to put down. <laughs> I heard those were a myth, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you get out there and you find out, oh, wow, you know, the nuclear fallout has, is a legitimate thing. Okay, this is kind of crazy. So you, you run into these different types of creatures. But along the way, you find out, oh, people have survived. Yes. But, like, some of them look normal, but some of them don't look normal some of them aren't there's a literal city of of undead yes which is very cool the necropolis straight straight up called them necropolis which is great so i had a i had a blast with the different factions because you get they 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 start you off easy you know that you get into um the main town i'm trying to remember what it's called it's um junk town i think it's what it's called uh, uh, Town's the major settlement. I think the first one you encounter is like the Dust Bowl or something. Yeah, on the way to the I just remember the guy that you you talk to. Him and his daughter are kind of like having a, a tiff, and they never yeah. get along. Um, but uh, that is a smaller one. They look everyone there looks fairly normal. Obviously, there's a couple guys that are like, "I'm gonna wear biker gear. I'm cool." <laughs> um, and if you play that, you if you kind of uh, go around there and start meeting people long enough, and you kind of interact with them enough, you find out. Hey, folks want to follow me. They want to be my my friend, and that's kind of where you get this tag along person that yeah. they the companion, as it were, which is kind of something they really kind of stuck home in the third one and and subsequent games. Your I companion point out for anyone who learned the hard way is that your companion might share a sprite with other creatures in the game who are your enemies. And you can shoot your companion just like anything else in the game. Friendly, not, and the game will not warn you. Friendly fire is a straight up thing so, in this. Pay attention to which one's your companion and which one's the <laughs> enemy, because the game will not remind you. I I might have killed a couple <laughs> companions. <laughs> I will be honest with that. So a touch I do like is that no one in the game will talk to you if you're not if you're holding a weapon in your hand. So you have to like yes. equip your weapons when you enter a town before people will talk to you. So 
obviously the things that we really like about this are, you know, the 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 environments that you run into and the storyline, which the story is phenomenal. So you obviously you go out, you kind of like start meeting these factions, but you find out there is a bigger overarching story here, right? Yeah, it's like you're you're initially in it to get this water chip for yourself, but yep. as you're traveling around, you run into these super mutants. Yes, and you find out and I and these big like almost immortal mamba jambas who yeah, just destroy you. Yeah, they're just, just you. yeah because they're they're essentially the the orcs of of the Fallout universe. They're yeah, like the Warhammer twenty k orcs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're they are like they they know how to use technology and for somehow they don't know why it works, but they can put it together and they are super strong. But they are dumber than a box of rocks. Yes. So and they are so much fun and let's see and what are some of the factions? There's the Necropolis, yeah, right? They have the ghouls. There is Junk Town, which is the main human civilization, I believe. There's a criminal area. Is that Gizmo? I think or the Hub or something. Yeah. Um. Let me look here. It's uh, I know there's a Brotherhood of Steel, which is like a really that's like a quasi religious like they, they technology call themselves brothers and paladins, but they're like they are more about the consolidation of. Uh, technology and knowledge, and so when if you do, you never got to their base, did you? When you were playing, no. so when you, if you get to their base when you're playing, is the only place where you can get uh, uh, power armor. Oh. So if you can get power armor, you're set, man. You're, set for, set you're pretty for much set for the game, but it's super hard to get, and you can get like a turbo laser and all kinds of fun stuff there. Nice, um, but. It, it, it is they're very much uh, about the, the consolidation of technology and like we don't want to let anybody else have it. We feel like we should be the custodians of technology. We deserve this. Pretty much. Um, the other factions, like you said, we have um, the children of the cathedral, which um, <clears throat> they flat out worship a person called the master. Which is your titular. Which, which totally won't come up later in the game. Not at all. I don't want to spoil <laughs> for you guys, but. We're gonna say anyone that's called the master is probably the the the. the I mean, I've watched Doctor Who. I know how that story ends. It, <laughs> is, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So, and then and I think there are. Um, I'm trying to think who else you said there. Are obviously, there's the road warrior type people, which are basically there's yeah. the gang. They're like the biker guys. So there, there, there are enough factions in this that you go about having to it's a pretty gritty realistic setting it's pretty good and, and you do have to go about like you said the, the 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 setting like you said is 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 on top of what the factions that you have to deal with definitely has a really good atmosphere about the game um puts you in the setting with to have to sing like, wow this is pretty bleak and then not to mention the very simplistic uh music soundtrack yeah. they have in it it's not orchestral. It's not over the top. It's very basic and it's easy it's to steer. I love it. So, mm-hmm. and so a very, you do feel like you're kind of just walking through a bleak wasteland a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so, but as you go through the wasteland, you kind of notice a few things that you have to uh, interact with the different factions to complete quests and things like that. And you have to make choices at the end. Like, what are you going to do with the, what are you going to do with each of the factions, James? Well, right? And I, I've, one thing I noticed is that almost every main quest has an optional thing where you can help the people that you're interacting yes. with, or they have the selfish option where you can take care of yourself and leave them to fend for themselves. Yes. You're not necessarily actively screwing them over, though sometimes you are. Yes. But there is always the option to take care of your people. Like, in you are here to save the vault. You're here for your yep. people. 
Yeah. And it's a desert and there's not a lot there. And yeah, it's always an option to screw over the other people. It's yeah, like so I know you didn't get too far in there and you didn't actually you never got the water chip. So there's actually yeah. a point where you can take the water chip from the necropolis, mm-hmm. steal their water chip, and it will basically force them to um uh they ba- you basically destroy their 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 the settlement that's what yeah. you end up doing. So uh, or you can help them out and fix their own like water purification yeah. plant or something, which requires you to like go fight your way through it or something. Yeah, it, 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 it's a lot of like you said. There are a lot of different ways you can go about doing that. Like I said, so. the game is on a timer. Yeah, and you have to make choices on who you're going to help and what you're going to what you're going to try and do. Um, so it's a wonderful story. I don't want to ruin it for you guys if you haven't played it. Obviously, it's it's almost a what thirty year old game at this point. Um, Close, yeah. It's more than twenty five now. But so it's uh, no, it's uh, yeah. But 20- I will say the ending is a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did watch the. the I, I watched. I watched, uh, I watched uh, some of the cutscenes and stuff, and whew. it is it is fun, and it really kind of like you see where they pull a lot of that stuff uh, into Fallout Three. Like it almost feels like all they did was like, hey, we're gonna upgrade this to a first person type game, yeah, and really just expand the world a little bit but keep the storyline and everything to it, which to be fair, that's, that's fine with me, which was why well, I yeah, love Fallout 3 so much. And that's one thing I find today's like computer RPGs are more accessible. I think because they are real time. Yes. And some are first person shooters, some are third person, but yeah, having the game mechanics a little bit more distant and having more character agency on how you approach problems makes it a little bit more fun to play. But. Yes, very much. And also helps that those of us with, significant ADD problems. <laughs> They're going to sit there and read yeah. 121 page manual. <laughs> Just hypothetically, James. Hypothetically. I, I looked up to see how big the manual was for this. It's a book. It's it is, it's just like the one that the, you get for Diablo and Diablo 2. It's, it's a fat, thick it's like boy. Yeah, it's a it's, thick boy. It's a thick boy. So, uh, kind of um, going off of the story a little bit, what did you... Okay, well, let's get into the kind of more the the, the gameplay of this. Well, here, yeah. if you if you don't mind a digression, real quick. Here, digression. You, you mentioned Diablo two, for example, something you may not know about Diablo two. Yeah. Did you know that whenever you run in Diablo two, your armor drops to zero? I didn't know that. Yeah. Literally, as someone who played this game for years. Yeah. If you have run turned on, your armor drops to zero. It literally doesn't matter what equipment you're wearing. It's Why? Button turn on. It's just how it is. It's in the engine. That's so stupid. Not that the game would ever tell you that if you didn't read the manual. That is that is ridiculous. I can't believe they would do that. I can't. I can't. I can't. I cannot imagine that that is something that I would want to have happen. Because I'm running around and like a little goblin comes out of the mind and they're like, "Eh, fireball or whatever it is," and it's just like, "Then you die." That is ridiculous. Oh. So anyway. Oh, that makes me mad. If you've ever been playing a barbarian or a paladin <laughs> in that game and randomly died and wasn't sure what happened, it's probably because you were moving when someone hit you. <laughs> Sounds about right. So anyway, <laughs> so gameplay wise, so for the well, actually let's let's do yeah, let's do gameplay and then we'll go into the development a little bit. So in regards to the gameplay, though, James, it the, the, it did set up a lot of things to uh, uh, make this a very titular and unique game um but it was also kind of its downside right they i think they tried to put a little few too many things into this game to try to make it um well like a lot of these kind of point and click rpg type games yeah 
which was right about this time. This is when the height of uh, point and click RP or point and click RPG games were, or even just point and click games at, in general were very kind of like at their peak, right? In the nineties well, and this late, is also early, late 90s. at the point when you didn't have to put a ton of money and time into art assets for games like this. Yes, these are all little sprites that the developers are probably making themselves, and so. If they want to throw in a system that lets you do drugs for a temporary boost in your stats, for example, <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, we would never condone doing drugs. It's 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 you know cheap development wise to do so. And so this game has layers of subsystems and little things you yep. can do, and one off abilities and like little one off quest things. It's it's heavy in a way that you don't. Yeah, uh, I feel like you don't really see it again until you get to more modern AAA games. Yes, very much so. This was. I don't know. Is it okay to talk about this as like you know the end of a computing age? Because this is like whenever games were starting to break into that you know live action two to three D space. This is like you know the, I. It's like a late nineties game. This is to me. I would call this the end of the more the DOS era. Yeah, it's like this is in the vein of games like Zork and stuff, where yes, it's, it's a deep world mostly carried by writing and. Before there was a lot of eye candy and stuff. Now this game has some 3D cutscenes, which for the time were probably incredibly expensive to make. Oh yes. Well, so it's kind of like it's the same kind of like how I break it up in my mind. This but would be kind of the well, the, the, the well, 90s. Go ahead, sorry. What I'm trying to say is, you see, like the super elaborate, you know, we did all the details type presentation that you see in games that are kind of like reaching the end of the technology. Yes, very much so. And this is before, like, you know, everyone had 3D graphics cards in their computer stuff so this is so and i i agree with yeah. that right so we're we're at the point if you look at like the time frame that it came out late 90s is kind of where you get to the point of where the playstation is playstation 2 is getting ready to come out mm-hmm. along with the xbox yeah. right and so that's where you're just getting to start to get like heavy 3d model games yeah these things are starting to render a lot more quickly and we're going to start getting things like um oh what's the game i'm trying to think of uh uh, uh just i'm having a brain fart there i re- i'm sure there's you can go up and look them up there's tons of like that are really awesome uh, uh 3d uh rpgs and 3d first person shooters are getting ready to come mm-hmm. out uh for these console games and so these computers mm-hmm. are getting ready to kind of make that jump in the next five-ish years roughly yeah. Huge jump. I mean, this is ninety four. I mean, like new ninety five. Well, no, this, this came out ninety. Yeah. Th- oh, this they come out ninety four. I apologize. Yeah. Ninety seven. This came out ninety seven. I mean, so like Half Life, Half Life One came out the same year. So this is exactly. And the reason I bring this up is because we're kind of in a similar place now, where yes. our computer games well, now are, are nearly photorealistic. Like Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy crazy. is a oh good example. God. Yeah. Like the the graphics and the technology has been pushed to kind of the logical limit of the interface. Yes. And games are starting to distinguish themselves by size, scope, and elaboration. Very and that's much. what you see here. And we're just about rife for the jump to a new technology, which is probably going to be VR probably. VR. I would think so, yeah. And like hardware is not quite at the point where VR is practical and the development costs are astronomical. Yeah. But this is kind of the same thing. This is like this is the end of an era, yes. right before stuff like Half Life and yep. Doom, and these these more three D live titles start to become yep. the main thing. Very much so, and I hundred percent agree with this that. This is when people 
are starting to buy the video cards for the first time. I did buy my first video card in 2002, 2001, and I stuck it on my parents' computer, and my dad said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I remember I got my first video card for Lego Island. <laughs> Terrible. I, I love, I I love Lego Island. Game, but... <laughs> It's good stuff, but um, but, but yeah. yeah, this is before dedicated graphics cards. Yep. I think that people had, and this was this was the limit of what you could do with a basic computer. Very much so, and, and that's why I think they kind of like held it at that point because they knew it would be more accessible to people. Yeah. to play these kinds of games if if you were a, a gaming or a PC mm-hmm. gaming nerd, like a lot of us were at that point. So, but yeah, so things that I didn't like though uh, about the game, though, obviously it shows its age through its menus. And it's um, the interface is arcane and clunky. Oh God, <laughs> so so clunky. Um, I don't know if you tried to sell anything when you had a significant <laughs> amount of stuff in your backpack. <laughs> I when it takes me f- almost fifteen minutes to sell stuff. Oh no! I'm telling you, Jay. I had a lot of crap I had to sell at one point. I remember this. Um, it's ridiculous, and the fact that I can only buy one thing at a time from a from a from a seller mm-hmm. that's you can't you can't click on how many you want you have to do one buy at a one, time go back to the menu buy one yes <laughs> like i said there were some definitely some flaws in here um i mean it took me a good two or three minutes to figure out how to loot the first corpse i mean exactly it, it is not intuitive <laughs> no at all and that's the thing we've really been harping on a lot about this and it's that is something that they they definitely fixed in Fallout 3, whenever they made that transition over, you have the little pop-ups from from your Pip-Boy, your Vault-Boy. Well, and He pips up and he's like, did you know that you can use the VAT system? And it's just like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's like in-game little like hints well, and, and things. People don't realize that today's video games are like a curated experience. Dude, they hold your hand like, way well, more. Hogwarts Legacy is a good example. The first, even if you just blast the main story quest, the first five hours at least is a handheld introduction to the mechanics of the game. Very much. In this area of game development, they would have just been like, here's the menus, figure that shit out for yourself. We did it. No, no, no. I think you've, you've said that incorrectly. They wouldn't tell you, here are the menus. They, 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 they wouldn't they, even tell would, you. It would probably be bound to a random key button. <laughs> probably like X for extreme menuing. That's right. And you have to figure it out for yourself. And, then when, you, and then when you push that button, a menu flies up out of nowhere and smacks you up against the head. And you're just like, oh! <laughs> And you have a bruise on your face, and then you're, you go to school, and your teacher's like, have your parents been beating you? You're like, no, I learned out what the menus were for Fallout 1. Yeah. That's what happens. It's like you ever played Dwarf Fortress. Yes. Yes. It's like 15 you, menus deep. It's like, oh, that's how you make steel. Exactly. Uh, that was a love of la- labor of love right there. I, I, I played it for a little bit because you really you really enjoyed yeah. it. But, man, I just I, that was not my cup of tea at all. I'll tell you that right now. But. It is a fun little game to get in and play that. But so obviously the development, it went through. I know we've been kind of harping on the gameplay a lot of it. Anyway. But the development, this actually had a pretty small crew. It was only like 30 people. So this is back in the day when games, you could make a game with only 30 people. Now you have like hundreds of people working on it. Mm -hmm. I bet you probably close to a thousand people probably worked on Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, at least. Easily. So so a smaller game, uh, smaller team. Uh, a lot of this was started with uh, Tim Kane, and I think he, he and a couple of other guys working on this. By uh, he was the sole developer, but eventually when he got people working on it, it was basically them like all these labors of love doing it all, doing it themselves. Calling the guy with Axiom Verge, he did it all. He did it all himself, and that yeah. took him like five or six years to make that game. Mm-hmm. 
which was phenomenal. But it came out, you can tell, though, it's still a labor of love, even though it's got a few things that are messed up with it. So obviously they hired a few more people and eventually you get uh, kind of uh, making uh, uh, this system like you that we were saying that they were wanting to do. And they really have the uh, uh, based off the uh, GORPS, the GURPS system. Yeah. And then they go in and they, they set up to uh, like we were talking about the, the grid system they set up and with the, 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 with the kind of like, I guess you would like, is it the three or three dimensional yeah, hex, view? Hexes. Yeah. Hexes. Kind of like they do in uh, super Mario. If you guys don't know what that means, it's, it's the same kind of viewpoint like they do in a super Mario RPG. They kind of have that. Like, that's it's, like, it's kind of like, it's not isometric, but it's, that's the easiest thing to call it. Yeah, without like it's like it's an oblique presentation of a hexagonal grid, which is yeah. a little bit different than the Super Mario RPG. A little the bit. isometric presentation of a square grid, but it's the same idea. Yeah, it's it kind of you can see top down. You see kinda, the world at a slight slant, just yes, a little bit, slight slant. Which and you can see through things once you go into the buildings and things like yeah. that. And it's like playing it creates a bit of depth. What with with a better term than that, if you guys have ever played RPGs, table table tabletop RPGs with miniatures and like actual like buildings and stuff same idea yeah. it's the same idea you like you go into the building oh the the, the top of the, the house comes off and yeah i can see inside, can see inside. it's the, it's the same kind of idea whenever you yeah. play it so um so as they kind of like built out with this game uh they 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 keep working on it working on it and they get to the point where they don't know if um they're gonna really even finish at this point because they've they put in several years i find it interesting that they considered making it first person Yes. And 3D, but they decided not to because they couldn't fit all the stuff in there that they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, and, and whenever they get to it, um, they, 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 so they, 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 they're, they're thinking, you know, how are we going to make these systems work and like that? So they actually reach out to uh, Dungeons and Dragons um, to try to get some of their, their licensings from mm-hmm. them because they're like, well, here's a system that's already set up. Um, well, I think they, Dark Sun was popular at the time, and very Dark much Sun so. would have been a very good setting for this type thing. And they, they, well, the thing is, they were also looking at this was that they thought to themselves, "Hey, can we, can we use the system that's already set up that people really enjoy and kind of make it, you know, go for that?" Well, they weren't able to acquire that, if I remember correctly. They just went with the Gorp system. They kind of made their own a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to see some nitty gritty like math shit, dig into the code. And it's it's I I got I got bored one day and I've actually found <laughs> somebody found the source code for it. I found the source code for it, and it's actually very interesting to watch from a coding perspective and kind of like from my field. It's really fun to see this kind of stuff and see how they they break things down and how they yeah. how they how they say oh, you know. If then this, if else that, it's like it, they don't. It's got to be arcane because it's it's, it's a custom, very it's a much custom made engine. It's very what arcane. What started is like a ten person team, so your dad would probably really enjoy it. I'll be honest with you. I I I think I would think we could nerd out on it a little bit more. So um, it's very fun to look at. But obviously, they didn't go with the D and D licensing stuff because they were just a little bit outside their thing. So yeah. they decided to go with. And they what actually they had. lost the GURPS license too. Part of they the did. Group. Halfway to, yeah, it, and it is one of those things that's like, they just, you, you get to the point where it's like, whenever you have a conflict of what you want to have in a game and what your know, person you're licensing something from doesn't like it as much. It, it seems like this game was in development hell, which I know... Very much so. A game being made from 94 to 97, I think, 
by today's standards is not a long dev cycle for a yeah, game. Yeah, no, 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 no. But this is when most games were pumped out in six months. Oh, easily. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that if you even look at it, though, it's really not that, well, by today's standards, it's really not that gory. You play something like Doom Eternal, and it's just like you're ripping things. That, like, you literally do a cut, a slight cut scene where you rip something in half or rip its head off and shove it back in its ca- yeah. body cavity and blood everywhere. This would have been an R rating for the time. Oh, 100%. Not quite an MA rating. Um, but it's it's definitely got some violence in there. But it it's, might get a PG thirteen now. But it's it's pixelated enough there you can't really tell what's going on. Yeah, it's not Frank, but yeah. So it, it <laughs> but it is really good. So, uh, but after all this kind of development and stuff that they had issues with, they did eventually push it out, and it was actually very well received from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, 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 it came it, out to critical acclaim. Very much, very much so. Um, you got some of the old, old, uh, uh, magazines, obviously you got GameSpot, uh, and GamePro and all these PC gamers, uh, really saying, you know, like this for the time, they're like, this is a great game. It's quote, easy and fun to use is what they called it. But then again, this is back when you Everything had to really we talk about being clunky now. This, this was, was, this was, this was pushing the boundaries of this was quote unquote polished for this the was, time. This was highly polished. Yes. Very much for the time. So. Um, but obviously it didn't, it, it sold well enough to warrant, uh, a successor. And I think additionally two more games that weren't as successful. The second one was also pretty well received from what I remember, which we can talk about that at a later time, but obviously this garnered enough success that we have the introduction of Obsidian, uh, buying them out and then Bethesda buying out uh, Obsidian yeah. at that point. Um, which is where you get to the point of where you have this, you know, Fallout New Vegas, uh, where Obsidian comes back in and actually just straight up was like, behold, we've brought it back to its former glory and made it like way better than anything you guys kind of ever made. Well, and this is game, this game suffered a little bit because it was competing with Diablo, which came out at about the same time. Yeah, and to be fair, though, Blizzard had a lot, a little bit more backing behind it because they already had... It was a Diablo or Diablo 2? Diablo, Diablo 1. Diablo okay, 1. so Diab- but in Diablo, though, you actually can have multiplayer going on, right? If I remember Diablo right. was multiplayer. It was online. It was real yeah. time. And so it scratched those RPG itches for... Dare I say it, a younger generation? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, this was a game for hardcore role-playing fans, very much so. Uh, and whereas stuff like Diablo and Baldur's Gate was a newer kind of lighter take on the same genre, very much so. And it was, and it was definitely a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. To I would say Diablo was a little bit more. Uh, accessible. Diablo had very dark themes too, but yes, but it was a much more accessible title, very much so. So I think that's why it had kind of a little more of an edge on to it, which is why. Blizzard never really got acquired until obviously later down the line. Said, so. Fallout One was popular. Yeah, it wasn't the generation defining game that Diablo was. No, but it was popular enough that we have a whole series of it now. It's it's gained steam over time. Very much so, and that's why you have these big. Uh, you have in a way where the most recent Diablo games have kind of fallen flat. Yes, what are you talking about, James? I love the mobile game. <laughs> yeah, we. Beating that horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. And uh, Diablo three, I know some. Diablo three was a classic example of too big to fail in the modern gaming industry, Very much where it's so. like, oh, it was a flop. We're just going to keep pushing patches until it's a success because we already sunk a five hundred million dollars in the stupid. Probably. 
So, so I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they definitely got to the point where it, it's, they've gained their recognition and they ended up being bought out. But I would say this, James, how do you feel like their legacy has really gone? Do you feel, cause you never really play, have you really played anything other than, uh, did you play four, Fallout three or four New Vegas or any of those? I played a touch of New Vegas before I got distracted by something else. So uh, I've never really like really played a Fallout game. Oh my god! Start to ending. But that's the thing, man. They're all for free on Game Pass, and you could literally play them whenever. Yeah, sit down and play them. I tried to just play New Vegas. I've heard that's it's kind of the, the it's, peak of the. It is peak, right and now. it is it is thin enough that you could probably get it done probably in good like twenty. If you play just the main storyline, it's like a sixteen-hour game. But yeah. if you do all the stuff, you're Looking at it's more like 30, 40 hour game, probably. Yeah. You can probably hit it after uh, Hogwarts if you ever want to do that. But yeah. um, so, James, let me ask you this so we can wrap up a little bit. How many Rad Scorpion stings out of 10 would you give this? Well, my first character took, I think, five Scorpion stings to die. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going you're to give a five? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was what I remembered that this game has permadeath. <laughs> That is that is right. No, um, for when I think if I had encountered this game when it first came out, I think I would have played the hell out of this game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Playing it now is like I don't got time for that. Yeah, I don't have time for the. Um, for when it came out, I'll give it a seven out of ten. By modern standards, I'm gonna give it probably a five or a six, and. Five out of that six is for the writing. <laughs> yes, very much so. I mean, it's uh, it's still got an amazing setting and a cool story. So you're a lot more generous than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I'm just gonna go for now. Like now nowadays, this is definitely a five out of ten for me, just because of the the clunkiness of the menus and the um and the the way that the gameplay interacts, it's definitely old and it definitely shows it's, it's, it's age. I, if I want to see if there's mods out there that I can strap onto this thing and just kind of like elevate it a little bit more, but I'm sure there are. Um, but it's simply for the writing and the setting, which is what propels me forward in this game. And I, yeah. which has made me, which is what had me play this. I think, I think I played twice. Yeah. And then, and then I figured out, Oh crap. Or played it through twice. When I figured out, Oh crap. I can't really do anything new, really. Yeah, like, it's not like you've, you've done all the things. Yeah, I can't really do anything new like they do in the other games, which they kind of expanded on that in the second one. So I feel like the other other games really expanded this this idea a lot more, and I think that's why I would high, consider them higher on the on the end of this. But obviously, for a first time outing for a studio, this this game game did very well. So yeah, but. Well, um, is there anything you would like to add before we uh, try and get back on our bunker and then get uh, told to leave? I think it's time to lock the vault up. We're going to lock this vault up. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to I'm gonna crawl back into my vault. And uh, you want to help me uh, go do our uh, train some new people to send out into the wasteland, James? <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you on the other side, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you guys... Um, uh, just to give you guys a heads up, we are going to continue to do uh, this series, which is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, this is going to be an, uh, mo- more of a uh, old school RPG kind of uh, series that we're doing. Uh, this was the first take on one. Uh, I've got a couple more coming up. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy them coming up. But uh, I think we're going to keep doing these 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 three first. Little trilogies. It's fun. It's so. been fun. 
But either way, guys, uh, we will talk to you uh, next episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, guys. Talk to you later. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps, or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.